Hello, Assalamu alaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And back to the discussion that we've been having for almost every day regarding the uh, colonization of Pakistan, the selling out of Pakistan, uh, the US minions going on a rampage because everything they seem to do comes back at them negatively um things aren't working out they are now uh each time they get in into a bigger panic mode and they do something even worse so today what they did is they stopped uh pervez ilahi who was the former uh chief minister of punjab um they stopped his car they it was a bulletproof car and yet they managed to uh crack the glass of the window uh of the seat in which he was sitting and uh, that shows the amount of force they used um try while basically attacking him and when they went into attack mode and they managed to get him out of the car they started pulling him and dragging him out as you can see and the funny thing is they're saying that this is the anti corruption uh bureau but okay so the anti corruption bureau suddenly has a guy in plain clothes in a t-shirt and then another guy in a mask with the, the army cargo pants and then you have a third guy with a shalwar kameez and you have a fourth guy who is an actual policeman so what does that tell you that tells you that that is not the anti corruption in fact these are three different departments together the one in the t-shirt who keeps on uh jumping as if he's with a hoopla and he's trying to you know drag pervez ilahi as if they're like on a as if they're running away from somebody um you know it's like it's more like a boyfriend trying to grab the hand of a girlfriend so that they should just try to escape the enemies in those cliche badly written scenes and you see him doing that and he probably got paid a lot so he has to you know show for it but in any case so you have the masked man who's obviously a ranger and then you have this t-shirt one who's overly excited he it was probably to do with the uh maybe the uh, the other intelligence agency and the one in the shalwar kameez is probably the one who uh, belongs to the uh anti narcotics or maybe we can switch it around maybe the anti narcotics guy was the one that was overdoing it in the t-shirt so i don't know but the point is that all three of them gave off vibes of three completely different departments as they were trying to snatch and drag him away um now uh, apart from that uh another development that is going on is actually uh, basically the ongoing fight i would call it a fight between the imf and the caretaker or should we say the illegally seated government of pakistan because the imf has realized that the public has rejected this government because obviously this is the election year and um as it is we are not even uh, we are right now governmentless technically and constitutionally speaking and the imf uh, very openly this time stated that the government should uh work within the realms of the constitution and not violate the constitution of pakistan and sort its mess out before coming to the imf and the government is acting like how america acts with china so america is in billions in debt uh with china but america is always you know glaring at china and showing its eyes at china and you know trying to always look for ways to attack china first of all just pay off the loan you know 
um, you're the debtor, China's the creditor, hello, have some manners. Uh, so the same exact stance is being taught uh, to the U.S. minions here in Pakistan that they should, so they should act in the same way. So basically, you're the ones going to IMF. IMF didn't call you, did it? Did the IMF actually call you and invite you? Go, oh, please come, take some money from us. No, you're the beggars. You're the ones going to the IMF. So obviously, they're in the position to lay conditions down on you, and if you cannot fulfill those conditions, you have no right to bark at them. It's as simple as that. Um, if you remember, these are the same parties. These that have formed PDM, they are the same parties that. That were always running to the IMF every time either People's Party or Nawashi's party were in power. They would always go to the IMF, they would always have these outrageous conditions and then they would come and pocket all that money, not a single cent would be used in the country. It has been going on for decades and the IMF always knew it and the IMF still kept on giving them money. But this time the IMF has realized that it is right now in a precarious position because the public of Pakistan is not in the mood to cater to the IMF and they're not in the mood to cater to the minions who keep on going to the IMF to beg for more money that they're only going to pocket. And Imran Khan was actually trying to break ties with the IMF. And if you remember, and this is where it gets really uh, very typically uh, desi of them, that when Imran Khan was trying to break off ties with the IMF, uh, so that Pakistan should no longer be in debt towards any organization and that Pakistan should be self-sufficient financially as it used to be once upon a time. Um, these were the same people who were making speeches against Imran Khan saying that you should listen to the IMF and we need the IMF and you should listen to the US, you should not go against the US, we have to follow the who told you to, uh, uh, you know, to disagree with the US, you have to listen to their conditions, you should give them your bases, you should give them uh, your land so that they can do whatever they want because basically, you know, we owe the US a lot. Well, you owe the US a lot of money. This country does not owe the US jack shit. Okay. In fact, the U.S. owes this country a lot. Why? Because this US, the U.S. has been meddling with this country for so long and it has been toppling our governments and placing its minions for so long that the people are now getting fed up because this has gone too far now. Okay. So yeah, the U.S., we don't owe them jack shit. Who owes them? PDM. PDM owes the U.S. So it's between PDM and the U.S. establishment of the U.S. government. Why are you dragging the rest of the country in it? It's not like the country saw a single cent of all that money that you gave to PDM. We haven't seen a single cent of it. It's all gone into their Swiss accounts. It's all gone into their banks. And, and by the way, here's what's your problem with the Australian High Commissioner coming and visiting Imran Khan? You didn't seem to have a problem when Mariam Nawaz, who has no status whatsoever, no status, political or otherwise, when she was having secret meetings with the American senators who were dropping in into her house in the middle of the night for secret meetings in Pakistan. Why? Because they were planning with her to topple Imran Khan. Why? Again, because Imran Khan wasn't giving the U.S. bases, okay? The U.S. has a problem that it wants to have a base in every country that it calls its allies so that it can use that country to wage its war and then leave that country to pick up the fucking pieces. Why? So, yeah, you're the beggars. You went to IMF. IMF has just rejected you, basically, by telling you to first, you know, fix your own house. So why are you glaring at the IMF? For the first time it's in, in its freaking life, the IMF actually made sense. And now 
you are going into this full panic mode where you decided, okay, to hell with IMF, we're going to release a budget and we're going to give relief. Okay, what relief? I thought you were the same people who, as soon as you took over the government after ousting Imran Khan illegally and unceremoniously, you were the ones that made speeches about how uh, he had caused a lot of damage and a lot of loss to the government by keeping the petrol rates very low and by not allowing those rates to to get higher and that you know that was a serious cause of damage and now what did you do you skyrocketed the prices of every single thing especially petrol and now you want to give eight rupees relief seriously like do you think we are jokes right now i mean seriously do you think this country is a joke do you think the, the people are fools you just skyrocketed the petrol prices since you came it went so bad that people now cannot even afford it and now you suddenly decided you're giving relief that's not called relief okay when you double the amount of something uh, that is more than its original price and then you suddenly lower it by just a few cents then that is not called a relief okay people still haven't forgotten the fact that subsidized items were taken away from them and they were made to stand in lines in the heat and even in the floods to get those items which you could have just as easily put back into the stores and let them buy themselves but no you had to make a whole mockery out of it you had to humiliate the public and you had to make them stand in lives to beg for something that was automatically their right and even then the subsidized items that you gave them the flour that you gave them it was not even flour it was adulterated it was adulterated with god knows what as well as with old damaged wheat so you basically gave them low quality adulterated inorganic flour and you made them stand in lines and die in the heat for it i mean this is this is what you people really are and this is who you really are the fact that the public is just simmering and by the way the army yeah okay you can play as as much music as you want you know play all the sad music that you want play all the patriotic songs that you want the public is no longer with you okay you can hire as many people as you want to to you know to just chant slogans in your favor but they're not the public the public is not going to be with you this time what you have done is so obvious you attacked the public then you attacked your own people then you accused the public of attacking your people and then you started arresting the public and the reason i'm saying the public is because pti really is the largest party in pakistan because the public are members of that party they don't just have their slaves and minions in their party like ppp or pmln okay or or like you know molana fazlur rahman who basically has only students from the madrasa i mean seriously people's uh, party doesn't have the people in it okay pakistan muslim league doesn't have uh, people in it uh fazlur rahman does not have regular people in in his party they don't have it okay the only party that has regular people as members supporters and voters is pti believe it or not like it or not you know it, it's a fact it's an on the record and off the record fact 
So you're messing with the people. You're not messing with Imran Khan. You're not messing with Imran Khan's members. You're not messing with, with his party. You're messing with the people. So when you blame Imran Khan's mem uh, party members for initiating violence, you're blaming the people. You're blaming the public. And now you're saying that the public, the public is never going to be with you. This time the public is really at that stage where it's going to just boil over and eradicate every single person in its path. Why? Because you have gone too far. You have gone too far and you need to understand that because now you have gone to that point where there's no turning back. Imran Khan actually, contrary to your insinuations, is the reason why the public has not yet uh, displayed its outrage violently and which I do blame Imran Khan for because I think he should not have tried to stop the public from pouring out into the streets and paralyzing the state when he was arrested or when he was ousted because in the, both these instances he kept telling the public to stay calm and to not initiate violence and you know again this is uh, as a person or anybody who knows history or who knows how the human mind works or how uh, the pattern of revolution works and how society works, everybody would agree with me and how politics works as well. Everybody would agree with me that no matter how hypocritically, um, uh, you know, we would like to s uh, sound as if we're humanitarians and say that, oh, no, violence is not the, well, uh, sorry to say, but there are instances where violence is the only resolution, which is why I do believe that Imran Khan's, one of his biggest mistakes was when he stopped the public from pouring out into the streets when he was ousted. He kept saying, wait, hold on, wait, hold on, because actually he was scared of the violence that could ensue. He was scared for the public. But the truth is that that violence, as I kept on saying, that violence by the public was extremely necessary because that would have stopped this 9th May that happened because this is what the government was going to do anyway. And Imran Khan thought that he could stop the government from doing that by stopping the people from coming out. But you see, the government was going to do it anyway. The illegal government was going to do it anyway, which is why the people should have taken matters into their hands. They should have been allowed to, that is. They shouldn't have been stopped by Imran Khan. When the people began pouring out into the, into the streets in massive outrage and protest when he was ousted, he should not have stopped them. Because, um, in fact, to uh, avoid violence, the same violence that occurred on 9th May, to avoid that, he should have allowed the public to come out. Because when the public floods the streets, then the establishment, the army, the illegal government, they become helpless. You can catch a few thousand people, you can catch a few hundred people, you can catch people when they're in dispersed groups, but you cannot catch anyone when the whole public floods the streets. Because if you remember, again, I'll remind you, as I've reminded everybody before, that before the elections, the the government was thinking that, uh, and the establishment, they were thinking that, oh, you know what, we, we will be able to, you know, uh, beat people down, and dra like how they did on 9th May, that we will be able to beat people up and we'll drag them out and we'll do this and we'll do that, we'll initiate violence against the people. But what happened? The Islamabad police refused and instead said we will protect the people because it's their right. And so more and more people came out. For the first time in history, Imran Khan created a safe environment 
for the people uh, or should i say he was just lucky enough that the people believed in him so much that they automatically created that safe environment for themselves that for the first time in history families came out in drones just to listen to imran khan just to listen to his speeches and just to show their support and so the police also in return showed their support to the people and for the people and went against the government's orders which is the right way to go it is true that the person in charge later on was killed by the government uh the asp the uh, the asp was later on killed by the government uh once they ca- came back into power in the form of care- uh, in the form of a caretaker government and or interim government so but the fact remains that he stood up for what is right and he allowed his police to stand up with dignity and this is something people will never forget this is something the islamabad police would never forget because imran khan was all for an apolitical organization in the police um and other organizations also because it is a fact that if you depoliticize the police then you've got uh, the right you've taken the right step towards a democratic society and towards a civilized society because the the one of the basic ways in which you can uh suppress a society illegally is using the force that is supposed to be protecting them against them and that is the police and the army well the army has always been very political and it is a fact that to depoliticize the army would take a huge massive reform within the government and again that was something that imran khan's government would have done if given the right time and the right people and again it's because he did not have two thirds majority so he was uh being subdued at all from from all corners you can say so the bureaucratic machinery was working against him the government organizations were working against him because again these are not people who came uh into the positions they are in uh, through merit these are people who were brought into the positions uh either by nepotism or through parachuting or simply because they, they you know they they bribed uh those in power to get these positions and so obviously when you do not get into a position that you are in uh, through your merit or through qualifications and that means that now you are not working for the state or for the organization you're working for those people who put you there it's as simple as that and similarly as you can see the vast difference between them is that when imran khan was in uh, when he was uh, the prime minister the media was free and the media in fact sold out to the traitors who are now the illegal government because again it's all about money uh, they were given dollars and they sold themselves out and they were ready to become traitors of their own country they were criticizing their government 80% of the time they were trying to hide the details of what the government was doing um because the government never pressured them to show the public what the government was doing and it was again through independent media through social media that the public always found out what the government was doing 
the whole world knew what the government was doing. It was positive. It was a development. It was an achievement. But the mainstream media was working with now this current illegal government. And how are you now today? I would like to ask the mainstream media. You thought that this government that you sold yourselves out to uh, just to make money um, and you went against the state, you went against, and by, remember, when I say state, I'm talking about public. I'm not talking about those people who are under the illusion and delusion that they're the state. I'm talking about the public. So mainstream media went against the state. It sold itself out. It acted as a traitor. And the same people that it was, in, it was partners in crime with are now killing their own journalists. They are now harassing uh, these media personnel. They are killing their journalists. They are killing their reporters. They have censored the media, and the media now cannot speak out. Yeah, that's the irony of the situation right there, is that you were partnering with traitors, and you thought that when they would come into power, then you would reap benefits. But at the end of the day... You're also getting killed and murdered, you're censored, you're blocked, you have no freedom. You know that the media does not have freedom when the media cannot even complain about its freedom. You know that the media is censored when the media cannot even tell you that it's censored. It's as simple as that. And I think you deserve it. I really do think what goes around comes around and you deserve it. Because when you do wrong things for the wrong reasons, then it can never be right. The consequences can never be right. And this is why, as I said, uh, the hard line that I've been taking on the public paralyzing the state is actually the most effective and non-violent line, actually. Because again, I would repeat, if the public freezes and paralyzes the state and the country and stops every single thing, then the government has no other alternative but to listen to the public but, and bow out. So the government knows, actually, it knows, and that is why it is in such a panic state that it created 9 May to subdue the public before the public could subdue them. And this is why I keep on saying Imran Khan made a mistake here by stopping the people from doing that. And now they think that they can arrest people and that they will, you know, eliminate Imran Khan. You can't do that because, again, remember, nobody cares who is in PTI. Everybody's voting for Imran Khan. All the votes belong to Imran Khan. It doesn't belong to the group or the people. We don't care who comes and goes because our vote is for Imran Khan. And actually, the government knows that, which is why they first wanted to kill him, but they couldn't. They tried three times. Well, this is it for now, and this is me signing out. Wherever you are, take care. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Before I sign out, another thing about the overseas Pakistanis. I don't know if I talked about this last time. The government has banned the mainstream media from mentioning Imran Khan or showing his speeches or even talking about him or even showing his face, according to them. But obviously, they tried to use that uh, for social media and they couldn't because they still cannot control the social media. But at the same time, what they did is that they tried to find the overseas Pakistanis um, if they would uh, talk against uh, the government or if they talked in favor of uh, Imran Khan. Now, first of all, 
what makes you think that the overseas pakistanis um are obliged to follow your rules they live in a different country which means they have to follow those rules that belong to the country that, that they live in your rules don't apply to them just like how your rules and laws do not apply to nawaz sharif and his family when they're sitting abroad in england and how it doesn't apply to his sons because they have british passport so similarly your laws do not apply to the overseas pakistanis all over the world be they in africa or america or canada or australia or europe it doesn't freaking matter okay so that's ridiculous and if you think that those governments are going to let oodles of their currency come to you in the form of a fine then you've got another thing coming so now i'm signing out khuda hafiz